Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah chapter 2. I want to read two pieces of scripture, and then we'll, we'll get to it. Send a shout out to this incredible music ministry. I say thank you uh, to all of them. Beginning at verse 19, reading from the New King James, find these words. But when Sambalot, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the Ammonite official, and Geshem, the Arab, heard of it, they laughed at us and despised us and said, What is this thing that you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? So I answered them and said to them, the God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. But you have no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. Flip down, if you will, over to chapter 6 of the same book, Nehemiah chapter 6. And I want to read two scriptures there and then we'll be on our way. Beginning at verse 15, chapter 6 reads like this. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of Elul in 52 days. And it happened when all our enemies heard of it. And all the nations around us saw these things, that they were very disheartened in their own eyes. For they perceived that this work was done by God. I want to talk for the time we have remaining today from this this idea. You have to fight for it. Amen. You have to fight for it. You may be seated. Won't you pray with me just real quick? God, we thank you for what eyes have seen, ears have heard, hearts have felt in this place. And even now, God, we feel your presence moving in this place. So we've come to the preaching moment. Holy Spirit, have your way. Move me. Get me out of the way. You preach. You teach. Except you do it, none shall be done. We'll be careful, God, even right now, for you and before men to give you all the praise. Thank you for being our God. And, oh, God, how we thank you today for allowing us to be called your children. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. The story of Nehemiah and his efforts to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem is pretty familiar to many of us who have been in church for a while. However, uh, for those who are new to the Christian journey or have never heard this story before, let me tell you, it's the story of what people can do when they're pointed in the same direction, united in purpose and working and trusting God 
to show up in the ways that only God can do. Let me explain it to you. Uh, Nehemiah, you all know, was living a pretty good life. Most of you know this story. He was the cupbearer to King Amaxerxes, who was the king of Persia. Jerusalem had conquered, uh, uh, had been conquered rather, some time before, and the Jews were scattered and living as slaves and conquered people in the diaspora. But all things considered, Nehemiah was in a good station as the cupbearer because it was his job, y'all, to literally test the food and the wine uh, before it was delivered to the king. In other words, if it was poison, it was going to kill him before it killed the king. Obviously, therefore, Nehemiah had tremendous influence and favor with the king. So what happens on one particular day, Nehemiah runs into his cousin Hanai and finds out that Jerusalem is in shambles. That the walls are torn down, places been burnt out, and everything was a mess. I'm just giving y'all the context. So Nehemiah, y'all, cried, is what the text says. Says he cried and he prayed. Then he made a decision that God had prepared him and positioned him to rebuild the walls in Jerusalem. And don't run past what I just said, uh, uh, FCBC. Don't run past that. Uh, uh, Nehemiah cried about what was happening. Then he prayed about what to do. And then he made a decision. All right, y'all added 30 seconds to this sermon. That's not on me. That's y'all. Ne ne Nehemiah cried. In other words, it's all right to cry, y'all. But you can't cry forever. Yeah, some of us have been crying for 5 and 10 and 15 years. I stopped by to tell you, it's all right to cry when things go wrong, but you can't cry forever. Nehemiah cried, then he prayed. Listen, it's all right to pray. You got to seek God first. The Bible says it, that the first thing you ought to do is ask God what to do. But here it is. The problem sometimes is that we pray about it, but that's where we stop. Y'all know folk who no matter what the issue is, their first thing is, I'm going to pray about it. I'm not doing anything to help you. I'm not moving from my spine, but I'm going to pray. Nehemiah prayed, he cried, and then he grabbed his resources and went to work. I stopped by to tell somebody that you've got to be okay with crying sometimes. You've got to learn how to seek God, but most importantly, you got to make a decision. And oftentimes, what we do after we pray is we stand still and say, I ain't moving until God tells me to move. And God is telling you, you need to move and I'll provide as you go. Y'all going to talk back to me? For a long time, we've been asking God to show up. We've been standing in one spot. And God is saying, baby, if you ever move off that spot, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings that you don't have room enough to receive, but you've got to make a decision. Sometimes, because you and I fail to make a decision, we'll find ourselves in 2022 in the same place we were in 2012. And I ain't got nothing to do with COVID. That got something to do with you didn't make a decision. Touch your neighbor and say, you got to make a decision. Here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Watch this. Nehemiah goes to the king. Y'all know the story. He asked for permission to go rebuild Jerusalem. Not only does the king say yes, 
But the king says, listen, I'm going to give you the resources to rebuild everything you need. I'm going to give you a letter for the wood. I'm going to give you a letter for the soldiers. I'm going to give you a letter so they'll leave you alone. I'm going to give you, here's what I'm trying to tell you. God's resources are standing by available, but you've got to be willing to go out and do something. Okay, all right, here it is. Now we in the text. Here's, here's point one. I'm going to liberate 25 people. Y'all ready? Learn how to be okay with some people not being okay. Let me say it again. You got to learn how to be okay with some people not being okay. I'm in the text. I'm in the text. Don't think for a second that everybody was happy that Nehemiah was going to rebuild the wall. And just like Nehemiah's work, don't you sit there and think that everybody's excited about what God is doing in your life. Don't you think that everybody excited that you at church on Sunday morning? Don't you think that everybody is excited that you've learned how to walk closer with God over the last few months or the last few? Don't you think that people aren't excited about you didn't go to the club on Saturday or you went to the club on Saturday and you still here? Oh, I need some rough riders who can sure enough say, I can do the thing Friday, I can do the thing Saturday, but on Sunday morning, I must still be here lifting my hands and opening my mouth and giving God, but don't think everybody happy. Ah. Dr. Warren, can I say it? It's some people in your house who are upset that God has moved you from where you were last year. I ain't talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. I'm talking about emotionally. I'm talking about God has moved your mind on some stuff. That the stuff that you would have went to jail over this time last year, you ain't even paying it no attention this year. It's some folk in your house. It's some folk in your circle. It's some folk you go to brunch with. I'm trying to help y'all understand. Everybody ain't happy with the new walk in your life. I'm in the text. Here it is. Enters Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem. They got a problem with the project. Uh, They were fine with things the way they were. Talking to somebody. Uh, here it is. These people weren't even Jews. But they were benefiting from the situation being messed up. Y'all, y'all see it? They were standing around and they were okay as long as you were broken. I'm trying to help somebody today. But as soon as the stuff you used to, let me go old school church, the stuff you used to do, well, you do less. 
Oh, I ain't got no real folk in here. It must be the COVID mask. Y'all hiding behind the mask? Anybody in here know? You can be honest enough to say, I still got some stuff. I still a little crazy. I saw a t-shirt somewhere that said, I I'm somewhere between knock if you buck and praise is what I do. Let me, let me get to you. Listen, listen, listen. Y'all, y'all, here's the thing. They got upset because Nehemiah wanted to go do something to make the situation better. Stop thinking that everybody in your circles in your corner. So what do they say? You're going to go rebuild the walls where? Why you want to do that? You ain't even got no money. You don't even know how to build no walls. You don't even have the people to do it. Oh, I ain't get y'all there. You going back to school. Why are you doing that? You don't have no money to go to school. You don't even know if you can get in school. You owe me $50. Why oh, I ain't get you there. You're going to quit your job. You're looking for a new job. Why are you going to do that? We've been cubicle mates for the last 10 years. Who am I going to eat lunch with? Who am I going to talk about the boss with? Who am I going to ride home on the subway with? What you mean you're trying to get better? Oh, I ain't get y'all down. You leave in New York. Why you want to do that? You don't even know where you're going. Where you going to live when you get there? What kind of job you going to get when you get there? Who you going to be your friends when you get there? Can I go back to my first point? Sometimes you just got to make a decision. Oh, I need some believers in here that if God told you to do it, that you're going to do it. And you don't have all the answers. In fact, your best answer is, I don't know, but God going to work it out. Where you going to live? I don't know, but God going to work it out. What job you going to have? I don't know, but God going to work it out. Listen, can I help somebody? God told you to move six months ago. And either you trust God or you don't. You got to learn how to be okay with people not being okay. And so as soon as they start working, haters start talking about why the project not going to work. Right? Here it is. Uh, part of what you've got to remember is that what God is calling you to do is not about you. God has positioned you and has called you and anointed you to work to be a blessing, not just for yourself but to be a blessing to somebody else. And so the work that you're doing is going to bless other people. Not only that, but when you look back over your life, let me hasten, when you look back over your life, beloved, you'll realize that every move God has allowed you to make in your life has positioned you to be in the place where you are to be able to do what God has called you to do. It didn't look like it at the time, but when you look back, you can realize, in fact, I'm glad that the things that I wanted to work out didn't work out the way they worked out because had they worked out the way I wanted them to work out, I wouldn't be in the space where I could be a blessing to other people right now. 
Let me go this way. Y'all looking at me like y'all don't understand it. God, thank you that I didn't marry who I wanted to marry when I wanted to marry you. Because she be in jail, I'd be in jail. She be dead, I'd be dead. This side look like they got it all together. Let me talk over here. Anybody glad that you can say, God, you blocked some stuff in my life that I didn't see coming? You picked some folk up and just moved them right out the way. God has positioned you, beloved, to be in the space, to be in this time, to be in this place, to do this unique thing. But you got to make a decision. Not only that, watch, the provisions show up when you make a decision. Haters are going to come. So we welcome them. Right? Because here's the thing I've learned. See, see, uh, uh, Trey, I used to tell people, um, that you got to fight your haters. Right? You got to fight them. You got to speak over their life stuff that you know you hope happens to them. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You got to bless them in the name of Jesus. Hope one leg gets shorter than the other. But here's what I've learned. Ah, I'm trying to help y'all today. Sometimes God will let your enemies stay right where they are. And will give you what you need to work in their face. For two reasons. One, so that you can remember that God is greater than the people you facing. Two, so that they know that the God you serve is greater than whatever agenda. Okay, let me show you in the text. Let me show you in the text. So, so they get the wood, they get the stuff, they start building the wall. They're building the wall. Y'all got to read this when y'all go home. They're building the wall, and as soon as they start building the wall, Sambalot, uh, Tobiah, and Geshem start plotting to kill people. And the plot gets discovered. Now they're building the wall, but there's a plot to start a war. Nehemiah tells them, don't, start, don't stop building, because the work cannot stop. I feel like that's a word for FCBC. That despite the obstacles that show up, the work can't stop. But Nehemiah, what we going to do when the soldiers show up to fight? Nehemiah said, I'll tell you what you do. Take half of the men and arm them. He said, then take the other half and give them a trial so they can keep building the wall. And get them a sword in case something happens. Here's my note right here. Don't go looking for a fight, but don't run from one either. 
He said, the work can't stop, but we're going to defend ourselves. So while y'all working with the trial, keep your sword with you. And when the horn blows, everybody rally to the point where we got to fight. When the fight's over, go on back to work. But the work can't stop. I need y'all to understand that. That at the end of the day, you're doing something so significant that despite the trials, despite the issues, and there will be issues, the work cannot stop, right? Here's what's crazy. They were so committed to continuing the working that the Bible says that they slept in their clothes. That, that even when they took a break, they took a break with one hand on their sword because they weren't running from no fight, but they weren't starting one either. Y'all got it? Here it is, last point. I'm going to leave y'all alone. We gone. Here it is. Um, don't let anything or anybody get you distracted. Nehemiah chapter 6. I'm in the text. When we get to chapter 6, the Bible says that the walls have been rebuilt. But the doors have not been hung. So they were just about done. But they weren't fully complete. Sambalot, Tobiah, and Geshem are still there. Ah, sometimes God to keep your enemies right where they are. And here's what they do now. They see that the walls are built. They can't do nothing about that. So they send messengers to Nehemiah. They say, hey, Nehemiah, listen, we want to meet with you. We want to meet with you. Nehemiah tells them, I'm doing a great work. Can't come down. They send the second messenger. Nehemiah, come. Come outside the city. We want to we meet with you. Now, here's a question I have. If y'all been fighting me the whole time, why in the world would I go meet with you now? Now, I know as we sit here, that makes sense. But can I ask y'all a question? Uh, if folk have done you wrong for the last two years, why are you still returning text messages? I'm trying to help somebody. If he wasn't no good in 2020, Y'all don't make me say it. What, what are we going to lunch about? What are we going to dinner about? You change. Well, well, God bless you in your change. Right? If she wasn't no good then, let, let, me, let me be equal opportunity. Bruh, quiet, boy. Well, here's the thing. So, sometimes, ah, sometimes all of us do it, y'all. Uh, sometimes we run back to what God has delivered us from. Ain't that right? And, and, and here's the thing. Those things are nothing but distractions to keep you 
from being who God has called you to be. Those things are nothing but distractions from keeping you from doing what God has called you to do. God has called you to do things that are going to change not just your life, but change the world. And the reality is that if you get distracted by these things, those things that God has set before you will not get accomplished. You cannot get distracted by naysayers. You cannot get distracted by people who don't mean you well. You cannot get distracted by situations you can't control. You can't get distracted by anything except being focused on what God has called you to do, who God has called you to be. They send these messages. And Nehemiah gives them a great line. He says, I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. And I want somebody to hear me today when I tell you that ought to be your mantra as you move through the rest of this year. I, I'm doing a great work. And I can't come down. I, I, I wish I could stay and talk to you, but I'm, I'm doing a great work, even if the great work is just working on me. I, I'm doing a great work. And I can't come. I can't come down. Listen. Listen, let me, let, me, let, me, let me turn this corner. The, the, the final thing is this, and this is, I think, y'all, where many of us get tripped up. Last thing they tried was this. They started sending emails. They, they started sending emails, and the emails trade said, the only reason why Nehemiah want to rebuild the walls it's because he want to be the king. That, that, that he want to be the king, and he getting ready to challenge the king. And the word is that, you know, I heard. Boy, y'all looking at me like y'all ain't never heard. I heard. They said, they said that he want to be the king, and that's the only reason why he rebuilding the walls, because he wants to challenge the king. They started sending out emails. They started sending out emails, so many emails, that it finally got back to Nehemiah because sometimes people just listen for no reason. I like, I like what Nehemiah shows us, y'all. He, he's up there managing this great project. And, 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 and they start sending these emails. They start sending this message around. And, and let, let me tell you what Nehemiah does. He, he from the top of the wall. Y'all missed it. He, he's still on top of the He still ain't come down. Ne Nehemiah said, y'all lie. Now keep working. He, he, here's what I'm saying. Sometimes, y'all, you can't get distracted even when people slander your name, even when people lie on you, even when people misinterpret what you say, even when people use your words or try to use your words against you. There's no reason to try to defend lies about you when they show up. And let me tell you, anytime you start doing something great, people are going to lie on you. They're going to say that you said something you didn't say. They're going to try to get your friends to turn their backs on you and deceive you. But the reality is that just like Nehemiah, you got to be able to say from the place you're working, y'all know that's a lie. And I ain't wasting no time defending some stuff that's not true. I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. Well, here it is. Here it is. Y'all know the end. 52 days later. 
52 days later. Jerusalem went from having no walls to having fully completed walls with doors. 52 days. Here's what happens next, and I'm out of here. Here's what happens next. Nehemiah says, now that it's complete, go get all the people. Go get all the people who've been scattered. And I won't spare you the whole thing. I'll get you to the end. 42,000 people were brought back to Jerusalem. Huh? 42,000 people were brought back to Jerusalem. And when they were brought back to Jerusalem, the Bible says that they build a platform for Ezra to stand and begin to read the law of Moses. And as they began to read the law of Moses, people began to weep and shout and cry because they remembered what it was like to be in this place. I told you, listen, what God has called you to do is not about you. But the good news is that when you make a decision and God's resources show up, and you decide to work and work and make the decision that you're not going to come down, that you're not going to get distracted, that ultimately God puts you in a position to be the conduit by which other people can have a place to show up and share and celebrate God. I'm going to get out of here like this. This might not even be a shouting sermon. Let me, let me, just, let me just share this. I, I just, I leaned over to Reverend Lakeisha during the praise and worship. Um, and, and I almost threw my phone at Reverend Lakeisha at one point because she, she was shouting so hard. But, but I leaned over to her, and this is what I said, y'all, about FCBC. I said, this is a special place. And she, she, she began to elucidate reasons why she thought that this was a special place. All of them valid, but none of them were the thing that God put in my spirit. And, and I want to give this to you as a church, and I bid you good afternoon. Let me tell you why God told me to tell her this is a special place. Because just like Jerusalem, The walls of this place have been built so that broken people can have a place to come and worship. And, and, and here, 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 here's what I want you to never lose sight of. This place wasn't built by Pastor Warren. This, this place wasn't built by the pastoral leadership team. It, it's the last verse in the text we read. That, that, that the people around when this place were built, was built understood 
that the reason why it came together like it did was that God built it. And so, and so, if you have been blessed, healed, restored, recovered, if your life has been saved by this place, if, if you were able to find God again, I want you to just stretch your hands to heaven. And it's all right to shout, but sometimes we just need to tell God, thank you from our spirits. Where, where would I be, God, if you hadn't created a place for broken hearts and broken people and broken spirits? Thank you, God, for every soul that's been reclaimed in this place. Thank you, God, for every life that's been changed in this place. And God, even now, we pray for the lives that are to come, for the souls that are to come, for the lives that are going to continue to be changed because you've created this space. And just like it's Pink Sunday, God, we, we are all survivors. Some of us have survived abuse and addiction, difficult beginnings, tough marriages, tough rearing of children. Thank you for this place. And we declare, God, even now that you did it. That you set our hands to the work. We God, it was you that led us to this building, led us to this ministry, led us to this work. And we declare, God, even now that we're going to put our hands to the plow. That we might continue to work the work that you've sent us to do. Thank you for being our God. And oh, Father, how we thank you today. As you've called us your own. We receive it even now. In Jesus' name. Every heart said amen and amen. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute 
If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.